everybody. Welcome back to a Rocky Start podcast. This is your host, Brian Argot. Glad to be back here on the show. I'm doing things a little differently. I'm bringing you on an ultra runner. His name is Brandon Boren. He's the host of Ordinary to Ultra podcast, uh, his new podcast. I'm uh, really curious to uh, talk to him today uh, as to he hasn't run his own ultra marathon just yet. Uh, we're going to get into the show on uh, how he came up with the name, how he's getting into running in general and everything of like that. Really curious to hear his story. Um, first of all, Brandon, we talked a little bit before the show here. Um, you are getting into running. You're making running a part of your life. What do you do in your day job? Cool. Yeah. My job is as an email marketer for a software company in uh, Salt Lake. I work remotely from uh, Northern Utah, like an hour and 15 from Salt Lake. So I just remote into my company and uh, make a lot of marketing emails and send those uh, Yeah, on like a weekly basis. That's what I'm oh, doing. That's awesome. So how did you, so that that's very flexible on your running schedule. How, how did you get into running? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, it is very flexible on that point before I talk about how I got into it. But uh, no, I, I also my company, it's amazing. If I recommend this to everybody, if you can find a four day work week company, oh, I really lucked out. I really lucked out and found a four, four day work week company. Um, so we get Fridays off and we, we work four nines, four nine hour shifts. So a little bit longer, but the, it's a net positive, like getting a Friday off or I can run and do anything like that. Uh, yeah. Do whatever I want on those Fridays and Saturdays. It's sweet. And it's also, um, it also helps with the recovery. I'm sure too, right. Getting that extra day off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and then you asked how I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. man. how do you, uh, get into running overall? Cause I know it's, a sometimes it's, it's a hot topic, but it's not a very hot topic. Some people think, uh, running's boring. I, I don't know. You probably come across that a lot. So how did you get into it? Yeah, that's a great question. <clears throat> um, I think that I've, I've actually met quite a few people who have a similar story these days. Um, I got into, well, I will say like growing up as a kid, <clears throat> I uh, played soccer and I enjoyed soccer, okay. but I, I never did, you know, track. I, I did a lot of soccer. I did actually try track and field. I tried being a sprinter in eighth grade. Um, and I was running a, a hundred mile or sorry, a hundred mile, <laughs> hundred meter, a <laughs> uh, hundred meter sprint. And, um, in the middle of this sprint, my hip pops and uh like something goes bad like and pain like shoots through my my hip i'm like what is going on um so i like crash in the middle of this uh this track during this 100 meter sprint and my uh my my one of the tendons in my thigh pulled off a piece of my um pelvis like oh, what the yanked heck? on my bone so hard that it like broke my pelvis kind of nuts so that ended my track career. So I didn't really do, and that I hadn't even done an official race yet. So I never did track really. I did some soccer when I was a kid, but I never like was a consistent runner um, or ran just to run uh, when I was younger. Um, I had spurts throughout like college where I started to maybe run um, and it never stuck. It was like a month and I was, and it just didn't stick. But uh, during COVID, COVID times, um, was stuck inside a lot. 
um well, doing which my was, which was super lovely I, I wish we could do that all over again yeah totally right <laughs> <laughs> um so glad that we can get out and socialize these days um and travel but i was stuck inside so much still am uh, a lot of the time since i work remotely and i was like it was in the middle of winter uh winter in utah it's snowy uh it's so there's not like tons of outdoor activities to do other than like sledding and skiing which i do do but you can't ski all the time so i felt cooped up and needed to get out so i started running um I uh, couldn't run more than a mile at the beginning or maybe two miles. Um, my... how, how was your hip feeling at that time? Yeah, great, great question. No, it's given me no problems since. Oh. It happened and it healed uh, like by just not, I had, there's no cast for that. I just had to not move <laughs> for like oh. a few months uh, or just kind of limp along and let it heal. But no, it's given me no problem since. And wow, knock uh, on wood for you. Yeah, knocking on wood now. Um, <laughs> and it uh, probably wouldn't happen since I don't do anything near as intense as a uh, hundred meter sprints. Now I I do mostly jogging and the long distance thing, right? Um, but yeah, no, I got into running to get out of the house and uh, to lose some weight. I uh, had a little dad gut going on, a little pot belly, you might say, and I was like, I don't want this. I kind of right. want to be more fit. My wife's a gym goer and I hate the gym, but I was like, I'll go out and run and see if I can lose some weight this way. So your, your wife must be happy. Yes, she is happy. She likes that. Uh, you know, she's been trying to get me to be a fitness person for a long time, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm not the kind of person to just go to the gym to like, I don't know, to get fit. Like it's, I don't find joy in hitting the gym. I know others do. Obviously my wife is one of those people loves the gym, but uh, I never felt that way about it. So I'm super glad I found running. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I, I totally agree with you. Running is uh everyone, you know, it's like there's, there's stuff that everyone likes to do. Some people like to power lift. Some people like to do a martial arts running is uh that sort of martial art. It, it you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain that to people. I, I went through that phase, I think from like 20, I would say like th 14, actually 2013. Cause I ran my first half marathon in 2013 up to like 2019, where I kind of was like very consistent. And then over the last four years, I, I think COVID, you know, you started running in COVID. I stopped running in COVID and I think I gained about 15 pounds because I was lifting really heavy. I was just like, you know, that's what happens when you stop running all the time. And you start lifting really heavy. You start to put on weight. You're like, you're like, whoa, like I'm way bigger than I used to, like, you know, muscular than I used to not, not fat. Like, right. but then I, I did get to a point where I was like, you know, I remember my, uh, my, uh, girlfriend's dad, she was like, oh, you know, oh, Brian, you're starting to get fat. And I was like, I was like, whoa, really? No. You know, I was like, this is, this is pre-kid. I'm a dad now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two months get at home. And, uh, and I was like, well, I was like, I'm gonna start uh, slowing down again. So I just, uh, they started doing the whole nutrition thing. I'm back in the gym five days a week, whether if it's running, uh, doing both, you know, doing all that. But, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> anyways, man, uh, uh, when people ask me, I remember back when I was running then it's like, they're like, how are you able to run so much? It's like, it's like, you know, you just go out there and do it. I was like, you know, there's, there is just like no thing. I was like, um, is that, is that how you feel? How do you get into a runner's mindset? Thanks. No, that's a really awesome question. Um, running was difficult for me when I started to like 
I did it because I knew I wanted to lose some weight and get outside. So that was nice, but it wasn't really enough to keep me going. But this is what I found, uh, like the secret sauce for me <clears throat> was I started listening to books when I ran and podcasts, but mostly books. Um, I love uh, fantasy books. I don't know if there's any Brandon Sanderson fans out there, um, but he creates some amazing fantasy uh, books and novels that are uh, from young adult to like definitely adult and super, super detailed, awesome worlds. But uh, The Way of Kings is a fantastic book. Great book that I listened to um, while I was running when I started and and Mistborn as well. These these books I listened to and they made it really fun. Like it, it was great because during the winter I'd run during my lunch, um, do like a half hour lunch run. And I'd listen to the book and it was a great way to unplug from work. Yeah. Um, like just take a break and, uh, y'all have probably gotten in the zone before or like flow state. Yeah, flow state. Um, maybe, you know what that feeling is like. That's the feeling that I get into when I start running and listen to a book. I like zone out. Um, I'm like just moving. I sort of see the cars. So I'm like aware of not getting hit, but other than that, I'm like, I'm out and I'm in book land and, uh, it's really, uh, soothing and, and fatigue, fatigue and stamina don't exist what fatigue and stamina like they don't exist like you're like you know you're sweating yes. but you're like uh, you tune yes. it all out you're tuning everything good out. good point yeah like i don't even think about it i'm just in bookland. so you're right yeah it's, yeah it's it's the secret for long runs uh that's a whole nother topic we can get into but <laughs> when you run really long distances like you know i've got my marathon this week my first marathon and yeah i'm just gonna plug in my book like, listen yeah, to it for four hours or however long it'll take me to finish and and it'll be done and i'll just uh be having a good time out there enjoying nature and listening to an awesome book so yeah that uh that is sort of the secret sauce for me yeah i know i'm definitely uh rooting on rooting you on for that uh first marathon i know it's uh not easy i ran only one and i was like oh, i don't think i'm a marathon person i was like i i like a I like half marathons. That's my, that's my bread and butter right there. I think like that's the perfect distance for me. I've uh, done like uh, this one, like the the half marathon Spartan race. I forget which one that's called, but I did one of those. That was really fun doing one of those. Um, but uh, I'm definitely the same way with you though. People are like, Oh, what do you listen to when you run? I'm like not music. I mean, you know, yeah. I will listen to music probably like if I'm running a half marathon, maybe 15 minutes to 20 minutes of that. But other than that, I'm listening to podcasts. I, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll listen to some audiobooks, but I like I like listening to podcasts. I'm like 40 minutes of a podcast, like great. I could turn another one on right there when I'm running. Bam. Going from sports. Now I'm listening to maybe something self-help or maybe something just interesting going on in the world. But um that the that is like the the magic sauce, like you said earlier. It's like those are where you can just kind of get lost, zone in, and like you're just tuning in and you're just you're just going. It's like kind of like you're you ever stuck in traffic and you're just kind of listening to something. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm, yes. well, I'm stuck in traffic, but I'm really enjoying what I'm listening to and I don't mind it. That's how I always thought about it. That's kind of just one thing. You know, I live, I live here in LA, man. I'm stuck in traffic a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of that time. Yeah, you got a lot yeah. of that time, man. Yeah. Uh, you move out to Logan, Utah. I, I would love Less to go traffic. check it out, man. I, I love the, <laughs> I've only been to Zion. Um, oh, sick. But it is uh, beautiful. I, I love that kind of stuff. I can be there for- yeah. A week or two weeks. I I grew up, I grew up in a desert town called Palmdale, not down. Uh, it's about an hour outside of LA, but cool. it's a it's a a whole desert. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as far as far as like you know that kind of atmosphere i didn't like the yeah that small town feel i wanted to get out of there that's why i moved to la you know a little bit more okay well then don't move to logan yeah uh, maybe, you know maybe <laughs> as I, when i get older man i i kind of do miss you know sometimes like uh living here it's it's a it's a lot and you know you want to sometimes maybe explore a new area who knows where yes. you know, life takes you you know we never know but yeah, yeah i'm not not uh gonna be impatient though to get there i'll, I'll be patient i'll enjoy my time and get there eventually right mm-hmm. um but I, yeah, exactly yeah um you know so as you're going through all this running i because uh, i know one thing that i did for early on was i, I looked up a lot of runners uh but i was like oh you know like kind of look for some for inspiration there's a whole, a whole lot of ultra runners out there um like dean carnassus he was always one that i kind of like looked up to uh what is there a certain runner that you look up to that's a great question or like, i don't follow like one particular uh runner too closely not at this point anyways um you know there's tons of those ultra runner uh celebrities too tons of people that people are following like killian jornet yeah. you want to say jornet how you say his last name um but for me i have uh some local people so, or some people that i've met as i've uh started exploring ultra running that uh have that i've sort of look up to now and you know they're not, not famous by any means but you don't uh, have to be are those either. close ties that kind of keep me motivated i've got a guy in my neighborhood um mitch shirtliff he uh, will go on runs from time to time and he just he's an animal out there i ran with him uh i think it was before my first half marathon trail race we went running and he just doesn't stop. He like, <laughs> he has no off button. He can just go and go and go and go and doesn't have to take a break. You know, doing a trail run with him is exhausting because we'll be going up the the steep part, a steep part of the trail. And he's just trucking. And I'm like, God, we gotta like, we gotta stop. We need to do some walking here, <laughs> like, <laughs> catch my breath. Like, and then we can start running on the flat again and maybe on the downhill, but um, he's, so he's really awesome a guy that, uh, I like to talk to see often and we keep each other accountable and, um, and, and then there's another, that, that yeah, yeah. Partner for, for that. Mm-hmm. I've met, uh, you know, another guy, um, his name's Chad. Um, we, uh, I met him at a trail, uh, like at a trailhead. We, he had just finished running, I think, and I was starting to run. And he's just getting into running. Like, uh, I think he's doing his first 10 K he's doing it here at the same one I'm doing, nice. but he's doing his first 10 K race and he's, but he wants to work up to doing ultra marathons too. So we, uh, sometimes we go out running and I'll like do two laps and he'll do one. Cause I, I'm in a different place and training for, you know, higher distances at this point, but it was awesome meeting him because he has this, this drive to, to do great things and run super long distances distances someday. And so it's just really fun to, to meet people in a similar mindset that want to have, that have similar goals. And, and we just chat, we go out to breakfast sometimes after a run. And um, I just love those sorts of relationships um, where you find somebody local and you just hook up and have a good time and uh, can keep each other accountable. And I totally agree, man. Uh, having like you said earlier, the accountability partner, um, someone to look forward to to go on those runs because I mean, let's face it, running sometimes, uh, sometimes more than not are lonely, you know, whether, you know, if you're even doing a race, like, you know, you, you kind of like, 
one thing that I found during races was when you're in a race, like you pick someone that like is kind of at your pace and you kind of want to stick with them. You're like that person speeds up. Well, I got to kind of speed up a little bit, or maybe like if I see that person kind of going back, you're halfway through, like, you know, you talk to them a little bit and you, maybe you could kind of, uh, not revive their spirit, but you know, it's kind of, you know, bring them back into touch. So it's like, so it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to have that, um, feel. Cause like, um, you, you sound like the kind of person where like, like myself, where it's like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm in here to do the race, but I also want to see others thrive in this race too. So it's kind of like, uh, it's a whole community, you know? Yes. The community. And to that point, um, for any of those that do like, uh, I mean, I'm a mix. I like, I love my alone time, love my book time, alone time, like trail runs alone. Me in the wilderness are like, honestly, spiritual experiences sometimes, right? It's just me and my head. Sometimes I turn off the book and it's just like super revitalizing to just be alone and, uh, with my thoughts in nature. But um, I think it's good to have a mix because it's just a really good time as well to be running with someone else and uh, chat along the way and yeah, make it a social endeavor. And that's a big thing in ultra running in the ultra running community as well. Um, I've heard from a lot of people like it, it's harder with the shorter distances because people have these these time goals and these goals and they so they get out there and they're out there to to get a certain time a lot of the a lot of the time, um, but in ultra running, it's, uh, it's, uh, often much less about the time and more about like, can I just get to the finish line? Because it's so far, um, especially like 50 mile distances and above, like people are out there to, to be done, like to finish it, to get there when they get there. So when you find that person that you're running the same pace as, um, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect time to yeah chat and become race buddies and then continue that relationship afterwards that's what i hear i haven't done this yet but i've d- talked to a lot of people who have on yeah. the podcast and uh and that's what well, they all say well you, you're gonna get a taste of it uh you know this week when, when's your marathon is it a saturday or sunday saturday so that's in Five, four days four days yeah yeah so like when you, you're gonna get a taste of it i mean doing a marathon it is long you know it's still like it's it's not you know what a what does ultra marathon usually take for some people any it's 12, any distance longer than 26 so it could be and because it's on trail it's usually going to be around like five hours plus yeah especially with all the train the, the gain and all that yeah so like yeah you know marathon usually sometimes could take between four to six hours for some people depending on what pace you're going at um give it uh, so, you know really fast people three hours right i mean we've seen some people do it in two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, Nuts. Yeah. Which is just beyond crazy. Like those yeah. really skinny guys. Amazing. that Just, yeah. yeah. Just go and go and go. But, yes. uh, you know, it, it really does take a, uh, take a wild, like to even not just prep your mindset, but you got to prep your like body into it. You know, like that's the other thing. It's like, uh, not only like physically, but like, you know, for nutrition wise, like how, how do you like, kind of like prep yourself for nutrition? Cause when running like that, uh, that long of a distance, like you have to take it. Is it not just running three miles? Like, oh, I'm just eating light here and, you know, be done with three miles, but you're going to be running for a while. How do you get into it, that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, before I talk about like long distance, um, 
typically for a training run, my training runs are usually six miles. Um, it's like the perfect amount of time for me because I usually run it in about an hour or maybe a little less, um, which is perfect for a morning run or, or a lunch run or something like that. But I usually don't eat before those runs. Um, if I run at lunch, I just don't, I don't like breakfast. Uh, some people are like that and I am one of those people. Breakfast stinks. So I just skip it <laughs> and uh, and I run on empty. Um, but from different sources that I've, that I look to and books that I've read, I've actually heard that that can be a really good thing, especially uh, if you're trying to lose weight maybe, or if you... Um, are running really long distances um, because if you don't fuel before a run like that, and I wouldn't recommend doing this for long distances, but for <laughs> relatively shorter distances, um, if you run on empty, you're using a lot of your fat stores for the run. So um, yeah, I burn through a lot of fat while I, while I do those morning runs um, during the week and that helps regulate my weight and it trains my body to not just use sugar, but also fat while I run, which is really helpful when you're running a frick, freaking long uh, <laughs> race and you don't want to have to just depend on the carbs that you consume while you're running. Um, but exactly. Yeah. So that's the, the short distance thing. But if I'm doing anything like 10 miles or longer, um, I'm going to be consuming some some carbs to help me go. Um you find what fits with your stomach. Um, you have to be careful when you run to not uh, crap your pants, um, frankly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did it on my marathon, man. Did you? I don't think I've ever shared that it's... with anybody. <laughs> I'm so I sorry. Ever, I don't think I've ever shared it with anybody. But luckily, I, I found <laughs> a porter potty. It was like, oh, dang. Dude, okay. I found you a porter potty. It was like, it was like so close. But man, I've, I've, I've had a like, you know, you're running sometimes here in LA, man. It's like, it's like, you know, luckily, like when I do runs, it's like trail runs and stuff like that. But uh, I've I've cut behind bushes and stuff where you're running. It's like we've we've all had those stories when at least running. Bring toilet paper because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It, yeah, it can just hit you, and it hits you hard, and it hurts. Like you think you'd be able to hold it, like normal body. Yeah, I can hold this poop, but uh, not when you're running. Like it just it loosens everything up, and it just won't stop, and it hurts to hold. Anyway. So go crap before you run races. <laughs> this is a common, common uh, thing to discuss in running communities. But it really is. It is. It's funny, um, but it's real. It's a real thing you have to deal with. So crap before you go on runs. Um, and uh, anyway, and find stuff that that um, goes well with your stomach that won't upset you. So I like Cliff Bars. Um, I have a cliff bar before my longer runs or maybe two or, uh, also mango, like dried mango chunks from Costco. Like that's an, an affordable, um, way to, um, get some energy. That's also the trick because some of the, the energy, um, options that are out there are really expensive, like gels. You're going to hear about gels and running and, yeah. and there are these little gel packets that you squeeze in your mouth while you run and they're great. They're really quick and they they like metabolize quick and you get that, that energy really quick. So it's really nice, but they cost money. So, um, I do have those gels and I use those for my really long runs in the races. But, uh, before I run, I usually do a cliff bar and some mango and then do those gels throughout and some, uh, sugar, like sugar electrolyte packets in my water while I go to, and, and, uh, you also need more salt than you think. So 
I, uh, I do drink a ton of that, uh, yeah. that uh, electrolyte mix and it's really helpful for the long distances. No, absolutely, man. Yeah. It's like, and definitely as you're, you build up and everything to it, your body kind of adapts more to it. The, you know, the kind of less, I guess the less of it you need, but you'll still need it eventually, you know, um, yes. as you don't depend on it. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't need, you know, what's interesting is with the shorter runs, I drink water before short for me is six miles. Okay. Um, I drink before, but I don't take water on the run. It's kind of interesting. You don't really need to drink a lot of water during a, a shorter quote on, you know, quotes run six miles. I can do no water. And then I'm thirsty when I get back and drink a lot of water, but, um, but no, yeah. Drink a lot of water during the, the longer runs to keep yourself hydrated. Um, and the electrolytes are super important. I ran an 18 mile run about a month ago in as my longest long run before my marathon. And, uh, I was pretty crampy afterwards and that's a sign that maybe you need more electrolytes. Um, the, the sodium and other electrolytes can really help keep your muscles from, uh, from seizing uh, spaz- up. So yeah, spasming and cramping. Yeah. Like making that. your life miserable. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Man, uh, I, I actually like that you brought up that point because um, one, one thing too, as you're getting close to your marathon and, you know, whether it's a marathon or ultra, it's like, um, you know, for, for starting out too, it's like, you, you don't want to run like people are like, oh, you must run like 20 to 24 miles a marathon before you run your marathon. It's actually the counter opposite. You kind of want to give your body the that little rest and everything before you go out there and, and really get into that actual race that you're have been training for. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm discovering that it's more important for long, long distances, like marathon plus, um, to just get miles in during the week. And it doesn't necessarily matter how fast you're running those miles, but, uh, you know, if you're just aiming to complete your first marathon, um, get 25 to 30 miles in every week, at least. And, uh, and you should be fine on race day. And I can, I'll have to confirm if that works after I run my marathon, but, uh, that's what I've heard. And, uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. And I'll probably hurt afterwards because the more miles you put in, the better you're going to do, you know, if I was running 50 miles a week and then ran a marathon, like my legs would be super, super ready, but, um, yeah. just we're, we're gonna the do miles on the legs. We're gonna do a follow up uh, when you after you run your your ultra here. Uh, oh, great! Yeah, because what you did it was actually kind of funny. Uh, you signed up for an ultra first before you actually signed up for a, a marathon. You are <laughs> right. I, I forgot. I told you that I signed up for a fifty k race <laughs> in August before I signed up for my marathon, and then I said, "Wait, I uh, I should probably run a marathon before I run a fifty k, just so I I can say I did it right and." not skip that step. Cause I think, it, you know, I don't want to miss out on that experience. So, and for the listeners, tell everybody what, a, how, how long a 50 K is in miles. Yes. Yeah. So a marathon is 26 point like two or something yeah, miles. And then a 50 K is like 31 yeah. miles. So it's really adding, yeah. What is that? Five. Yeah. Five miles, but it's on a trail. Most marathons are on the road um and are therefore relatively flat but yeah uh ultra marathons typically have a lot of 
a lot of the up and downs that uh, add a lot of time and the strain to your legs. Uneven terrain, the that's where a lot of the ankle support and all that, like all those uh, muscles that you've been working are trying to like really keep up with that. Yes. Yeah, that's a great point. It works you different. You know, it's harder. It seems harder on my legs to run on the road than my legs like me when I'm on the trail because the trails actually are less impactful, like hurt. I agree your legs a little bit less um because especially when you're running more forgiving. concrete like inside yes oh my god That's yeah crazy. so yeah if you have problems where you like have knee pain and ankle pain which i had when i first started running trail running is actually more forgiving in that way and you might hurt less and i really recommend getting running shoes uh oh. i didn't have running shoes when i first started running <laughs> and that's why i could only run a mile or two without you know and then i would get pain like in all of my joints but I uh, got the running shoes and immediately I could run like three, four miles um, and until the pain started. And then, you know, I just built up endurance and then my legs could do more, but the running shoes make a big difference. Good, good running shoes, eating well, preparing yourself. Um, kind of last question is, uh, do you do any uh, lifting to keep up, uh, like to help like your muscles keep up? With no. The- Nope, <laughs> but I should. Yeah. So that's the, the struggle with people like me. It's like, I love getting outside and being in the mountains and that's where I love to be. Um, and so that's where I want to put my time and enjoy it the most. And I, I explained before how I just don't feel motivated at a gym, but, uh, depending on the goal, like depending on the, on how this marathon goes, pretty much if this marathon hurts super bad, then it's going to be like a wake up call for me to be like, all right, time to get to the gym because they, yeah, all the, all the experts and smart people know that uh, the weightlifting helps. Uh, the weightlifting helps. <laughs> it helps the legs, man. It helps, does. Uh, it helps uh, strengthen those muscles. And yeah, it's very understated. It really is. It's a, uh, the secret sauce, actually the ever long lasting, you know, those people that run those, like 50 miles every day or, you know, that run their marathon every day or something like that. Like, uh, that's just like crazy sauce, but, um, Mm -hmm. it definitely is the the breadwinner there ultimately at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I want to mention this too, because I feel like it's important. Um, if anyone listening is, um, like getting into running for weight loss, like I sort of was at the beginning, that's not my motivation now, but it was at the beginning and, and it was great when I finally did see weight loss, um, I didn't see weight loss for a while. Um, I think it's, I don't know what, what you preach. You're a, you're a personal trainer. You know, this better than me maybe, but, uh, I think it, a lot of, uh, losing weight boils down to calories in and calories out. Good. And, uh, when I started running longer distances, six, like six miles, three times a week, um, I was, I was burning more calories than I was intaking at that point throughout the week and I started losing weight and, uh, and then I lost, you know, 10 pounds and I don't have the, the dad tummy anymore. And it, and it stays off because I I'm consistent with those, with those miles and burning those calories. And I, and I don't eat more like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like wait, way wait. more as a result of that. So that, and it was really rewarding when I, when I lost that weight and have been able to keep it off. So, um, just know that it takes a while to, to like get to that. If, if you are trying to lose some weight and, uh, you know, the more miles you put in, you'll, you'll burn more calories and, and eventually you'll you probably find that tipping point. 
And you can kind of eat what you want at that point. Like when you start. Yeah. Now I can eat ice cream and there's like no repercussions, guys. This is a big deal. So so guys, the whole takeaway from this podcast is you run more so you can eat more ice cream. No, but really (laughs) after a long run and I've burned like 2000 calories, it's like, there is no reason why I cannot cannot feel guilty after this. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Brandon, it's been great having you on the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to say that you haven't already said? That was that was uh, one of the big ones. I, I guess my other thing would be, you know, there's lots of different uh, lots of different activities you could do to be active. Um, try a lot of them. You know, it might be tennis for you. It might be basketball. It might be some other sport. It might be running. Um, but try some things and see if something sticks. And uh, and you know, it has for me. Running is stuck, and and it makes fitness so much it makes it enjoyable um and and it feels good when you find something you like to do that also keeps you fit um it's it's really sweet so go find that thing i'm locking that flow state uh thank you so much for your time today Uh, good luck on your marathon this weekend and uh gotta have you back on the show after you run your ultra just yeah this well you mean after my ultra in the in the summer yeah yeah after your ultra in the summer Uh, i'm down Uh, can have you back on next week and be like, well, back to back week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll give you an update. Oh, uh, man. Thank you so much for your time today, man. Thanks, Brian. Glad I was here.